1: Stu does America. Studsmesh.com. Go there. Use the code Stu10 and load up on your merch, including the "Nope, anybody but Biden." 2024 t-shirts, mugs, and such. We are on YouTube. Of course, every show was free on YouTube. If you didn't know that, check it out there, youtube.com slash America. Follow the show. Drop a comment below. We appreciate it. Ricky Ratliff is going to join us with a story uh, that's trending on Twitter right now that we broke here at The Blaze. I mean, I didn't do anything. She really did it. Uh, But it's uh, on uh, theblaze.com. You can check it out now. It's about Fox News and some of their crazy behind-the-scenes stuff that's going on. Um, and I don't know. Have they gone woke? It certainly seems that way. Uh, but but first, we're going to do Rachel. And I, I want to make sure you understand. We we're going to talk about Rachel Levine today. And they said, OK, well, you know, we do these little graphics. And they said, what, you know, what do you want to do? You want to put Stu does Rachel Levine? And I was like, no. I do not want you to put Stu does Rachel Levine and I couldn't get away with getting rid of her completely. She's just looking over Rachel from friend's shoulder on our graphic today. And that's what we're doing. Okay. Uh, It was an excuse to put Rachel a good old, I mean prime Jennifer Aniston in the show today. So there you go. Uh, So Stu does (laughs) Rachel and this isn't, this makes no one happy. We should be clear. Um, Does certainly doesn't make Jennifer Aniston happy. Uh, Doesn't make um, Rachel Levine probably happy either. And it certainly does not make me happy, but The bottom line is, there's some important stuff going on with Rachel Levine. She was on what show was this? Uh, ABC News Nightline, and she went through something that I think is absolutely fascinating for a hundred different reasons. But it's so core to the understanding of everything we're going through when it comes to gender and all the letters in the alphabet and the LGBTQIA2+ community, all that crap. It is. Really, really crucial to understand one thing here from Rachel Levine as she articulates it. She says, by the way, thank you to ABC News and Nightline for an in-depth look at the unscientific, medically harmful bans on gender affirming care. All the language, gender affirming care being pushed at the state level. I was honored to join the segment and appreciate going deep on a topic that shouldn't be oversimplified. But yet. All they do is oversimplify it, right? All they do is say, yeah, I mean, we should affirm their gender, which is confusing because when you're born with one gender, you would think affirming their gender meant telling them they were still that gender. But no, what affirming your gender means is telling them they're the opposite gender, which, of course, doesn't make sense and is 100% part of the plan here. It is not a mistake. Oh, my gosh. they well, Listen to their silly language tricks. No, no. Go back and read... Um, you got going to go out and get Glenn's book uh, this week, Dark Future. Go back a couple and read Addicted to Outrage as well, where he goes through a, a bunch of stuff on postmodernism. And I, I mean, I go back to that a lot and think about it because we, we are in the middle of living through a period where they're promoting postmodernism like nothing else. They are trying the part. Of, it's not a uh, it's not a quirk. It's not a mistake. It is the benefit, it is the plan to confuse you, to change the language, to make sure words don't mean anything, to change words in definitions so polls don't make any sense. We talked about the poll from Brown the other day where they're saying now something like 41% are LGBTQ. And when you look at the, the way the poll is working, what you're honestly left with is not necessarily that you know we went from two percent to forty percent who are now hooking up with other you know uh, hooking up with same-sex relationships. That's not what's going on. People are just saying they're these things now because these things are changing all the time. Oh well, uh, you know I would you know if if you're one of these college students, they want to have an open mind. You're going to Brown. Everyone around you is saying, oh well, you know, oh can you believe these hateful Republicans? You don't want to be a person who says they would never consider dating someone of the same sex. You just say, no, well, You know, of course I would. Uh, I, I Anyone who came along. I remember people saying this 20 years ago. Oh, I, I don't care about the gender. That's not important to me. It's a person who counts. It's this you know nonsensical thing that's not real. All of them wound up going with opposite sex relationships for as long as I knew them. But people still said that 20 years ago. Now they're just making it into their ideology. And honestly, it's just kind of pathetic. And what we lose from this is we lose the actual change in what's going on, let's say, in the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. Is it growing? Is it shrinking? I have no freaking idea because these people are just making these words up as we go along. No one knows. So Rachel Levine, who is really the king, not the queen, but the king of this particular approach, is asked about uh, the, the transgendered situation and how, about losing uh, some of these potential "quote unquote" treatments. Now, I don't. I'm not at all comfortable calling them treatments. Uh, Tucker Carlson called out Asa Hutchinson on our uh, situation a week ago today in Iowa uh, for this exact point. I do not feel at all comfortable calling it uh, treatment. It's not treatment to tell to take someone and stop their puberty. That's not treatment. But they're talking about this particularly with kids, and Rachel Levine decided to chime in on this and give an absolutely incredible answer. Watch.
0: Admiral Rachel Levine is a
1: pediatrician and the assistant secretary for the Department of Health and Human Services. She's the highest ranking openly transgender federal official in the country.
2: What would you say to folks
1: who think that they're being reasonable by saying, why can't children just wait till they're 18? Adolescence is hard and puberty is hard. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? Mm. What if you inside feel that you are female, but now you're going through a male puberty?
0: The argument is, well, they're too young to know.
1: I want to make it clear that for pre-pubertal children, there are no medical procedures done. The standard of care allows them to explore that um, with therapy. Now, of course, that's not true. It is being done. Uh, And obviously, Dr. Levine knows this completely. But really, that's just an excuse to talk, to avoid the most difficult topic. We all know that if one thing gets uh, accepted, they will just move to another direction and start saying, well, now we know the new medical standard is they do get that treatment. That's all, you know, sort of nonsense. But I want to go back to the beginning where she says, uh, what if you're in the wrong puberty? What an incredible statement to make what if you're in the wrong puberty this is something that is important for people to understand there is no such thing as the wrong puberty that's just not a thing puberty is what puberty is you go through it as as a child you go from child to adulthood you go through this process it happens as it happens it's not something to medically cure if you are a girl and you're going through female puberty, that's the way it's supposed to work. What you're doing is doing some sort of Frankenstein shtick, where you're deciding you're going to switch that up midway. Not a great idea. Not a positive. And you know, Levine starts this with you know, puberty is hard, adolescence is hard, and and this is what they do. They pull on your heartstrings with this stuff. Of course, that statement can be true for many. Right, going through these periods can be awkward. Every kid goes through these times where they don't understand if they fit in. They don't understand what, you know, which direction they're going in. They don't know who they want to be or who they are. But that's kind of something that disassembles what Levine is doing here, right? The fact that so many people go through awkward times here might tell you that when someone comes to you and say, hey, I'm going through awkward times. I think I want to be a chick. Maybe we don't honor that with medical treatment. Maybe we all kind of just realize, you know what? Lots of people go through tough times through adolescence. So there is no such thing as the wrong puberty. It is made up. What she's talking about there is made up. And she gives that fact away with her next sentence, which uh, if if I may uh, roughly uh, paraphrase here, she says, what if uh, you're going through the wrong puberty? What if you feel like you're a boy, but you're going through puberty as a girl? Well, what if, it's a good question, right? It's a good question, we're talking about a child here and a child is in a vulnerable state and they come to you and they say, hey, look, I'm, I know I'm a boy or I, I was born a boy but I really think I'm a girl and I feel that I should be a girl. What do you do in that situation? What you do, and this is a tough answer, this is tough talk, it's tough for people to hear this but it's important for people to hear it. The answer to your question is very simple. Your feelings are wrong. This doesn't make you a bad child. This doesn't make you a child who should be rejected by society. This doesn't make you a child that we should uh, burn at the stake. This makes you a child who has something very much in common with thousands and millions and probably billions of people across the globe. You and your feelings do not align with reality. That doesn't make you bad, but it does make you a little bit disaligned from the real world. Okay? If I say I'm seven foot eight, okay? That doesn't mean I'm seven foot eight. If I really feel like I should be going through and ducking under every single door because I'm seven foot eight, that doesn't mean that I should actually start ducking every time I go through a door. I should work on my feelings. My feelings are wrong. Fix. the feelings don't fix the body to match the feelings. Don't give me leg extensions to make me seven foot eight, so I have to duck through every single door. No, no, that's not the way to do this. And the same thing with your gender. If a girl, if a young girl comes to you and t- says she wants to be a boy, you need to talk to her. You do need treatment. You need therapy and help to understand that in reality, even though you like sports and you like building blocks, and uh, you you, want to be a construction worker when you grow up, that just means you're a tough girl. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that you're actually a boy. These roles that we're talking about are not hard and fast. Yes, most boys love sports, and most girls love the Barbie stuff. I got it. But as you grow up, there's a wide spectrum of what a girl is and what a boy is. You can do all these things within the actual fact of what your gender is. And it's so important to understand what they're talking about here. She's talking about feelings. I feel like I'm Alan Iverson. We're talking about practice? We're talking about feelings here? We're talking, we're supposed to be addressing policy issues. We're supposed to be addressing these big things that affect our civilization. And instead we're talking about an individual's feelings? We don't make policy based on feelings. That's not how this works. Over and over and over again, we go down the same road, and it's like, well, look, your feelings might be important to you. Your feelings might be important to your family. Your feelings might be important to your doctor. Feelings can be very important on an individual level. Feelings usually, usually are used Um, poorly, right? We all know that we make bad decisions when we're emotional, right? So feelings are not necessarily the most positive thing when it comes to decision making. It, it, It can make your life really enjoyable, obviously positive feelings. It can make your life really miserable if you have negative feelings, but none of that changes the reality of what the world is. Your feelings are not part of this conversation. Ellen DeGeneres, years ago, made the same exact analogy. And it's like, I keep thinking they're going to come up with some better way of explaining this, but there isn't one. If what you're describing to me is the way you feel inside, I don't care about that. Do you understand? You might care about it. If you're my friend, I might care about it, because you're going through something uh, difficult. But when it comes to figuring out what a policy should be, your feelings don't come into account. We don't care what you feel like, just like you don't care what I feel like. If I was like, you know, I'm very, very, I'm very, very stressed because all these doors are so low and I'm seven foot eight. You shouldn't make doors taller. That's not how this should work. Yet over and over and over again, that's the approach here with this one topic. It's very, very strange. What we're told is, hey, your feelings, look, your feelings, uh, you're not really a boy, but let's change your body to match your feelings. Does that make any sense to anybody? Now, I'm not the only one, of course, who was uh, who saw this clip and went crazy. Let me give you a few of the reactions here from the right. Um, This is uh, Governor Ron DeSantis. He said no one can go through the wrong puberty. Woke bureaucrats are lying to our children and trying to destroy the country. We might we must fight back. Jeff Duncan of South Carolina, Republican representative said, why do parents not trust the Biden administration? Because Richard Levine thinks your child can go through the wrong puberty. This isn't medicine. It's child abuse. Matt Walsh says, yes. What if you're going through the wrong puberty? Also, what if you have the wrong liver or the wrong left kneecap? (laughs) What if you have the wrong eye color? What if you have the wrong DNA? These and many other questions make sense if you're a delusional schizophrenic. This is, of course, I think obvious to everyone. And I think it's even obvious, honestly, to the left, I think it's, I mean, I think it's even obvious to Rachel Levine that this is just a bunch of nonsense. It's just craziness uh, pieced together. And we can, we know this is true. I mean, it's provable that it's true. We treat this so strangely. We act as if this gender thing is totally different than every other uh, time that a person feels something, that is not connected to reality. When you feel something that isn't connected to reality, our, our job as human beings, if we wanna be helpful to you, is to help you fix your feelings, not to adjust your body to match your misperceptions of reality. That's not how we do this. Let me give you an example of it right here. Um, this is, uh, let's see. Body dysmorphia. Let's talk about it. This is a good example of it. Right. What is body dysmorphia? Um, you have a situation where people who are saying their boy, they think they're a girl. It's kind of body dysmorphia. Right. Well, it's not the only way that this this works. So let me go to this. This is the Washington Post. And it's not I want to make sure you understand. I'm not going back to like 2008 to find some old article where they talked about body dysmorphia. This is an article from 2023 this year, a couple months ago, where they talked about body dysmorphia, but it wasn't connected to gender. So they were able to actually be honest about what this stuff is. Here's what they write. What is body dysmorphia, also known as body dysmorphic disorder? Body dysmorphic disorder, or BDD, is a mental health condition. It's defined as an obsession with a perceived flaw in physical appearance, one that is usually imperceptible to others. Now, that describes perfectly the gender nonsense we're going through right now. Like, You're a a boy, you perceive that you're a girl, no one else can tell you're a girl, but you're you're perceiving some change, some inner change that needs to go on so you can change your body to match up to whatever your perception is, right? Goes on, BDD, which shares similarities with obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, can cause severe distress to those who struggle with it. Right, we can understand this. This is a difficult thing for these people to be going through, and you know, I, I don't wish it on anyone. This disorder can harm people's mental health and self-esteem. Many with body dysmorphia also struggle with anxiety, depression, and even suicidal ideation. So you understand why empathy is important here, right? Again, important for treatment from doctors, important from family members, important from people, friends, and loved ones. Uh, Not important when you're making policy per se, but important nonetheless on an individual level, and that's very, very important in your personal relations. Now, let me go a little bit farther and talk about someone who has this body dysmorphia. This article is about someone specific. I have body dysmorphia. I don't ever see myself the way other people see me. There's never been a point in my life where I loved my body. This is a tragic thing, right? You know, But is this person right or is this person wrong? Maybe they're hideously ugly, right? Well, let me give you the person. This is a quote from Megan Fox who is doing an interview about her cover on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. There she is. Now, this is not one of the gender-bending people they put on the Sports Illustrated uh, Swimsuit issue. She's just a girl, and you would look at her and say some time in the past, uh, really any time in the past decade may have been on the top you know, five most beautiful women in the world list, and yet she sees herself as hideous. She sees herself as ugly. She sees herself as undesirable. She doesn't love her body even for a day in her entire life. Lots of people looking at these pictures love her body just fine. But she doesn't love her body at all. Is the solution to the Megan Fox problem is go to Megan Fox and say, you know what? You're right. You are ugly. You are hideous. You are disgusting. We're going to actually scar your body so it matches the perception that you have of yourself No, we go to her and we work on her feelings. Your feelings, Megan, on this particular topic are nuts. They're bonkers. Everyone knows you are wrong. What you're saying about yourself is basically insane. And she kind of acknowledges that. She doesn't make herself hideous to match her misperceptions of what reality is. No, no. She tries to get treatment. She tries to work on her issues. She tries to get to the next level so she can live a life that is happy. And everyone around her wants her to understand that this isn't reality and wants her to understand that she should improve her life and improve her well-being so that she can see herself the way that she actually is. But when it comes to gender, we do the exact opposite. We, we go to Megan Fox and we tell her, you know what, uh, we're going to have some surgeries here, we're going to scar your body, you're going to add some burn marks over here, we're going to insert some fat in places you don't want it. All that, we act as if we're going to change the body to, to adjust to her internal feelings and misperceptions. That is crazy. Everyone knows it's crazy. And yet the entire media is aligned to call you not only bad, but racist and homophobic and transphobic and phobic phobic over all of these things every time you point out the truth. Look, you know, societies can't exist like this. At some point, they fall apart if you can't come together on basic truths. That's what civilizations are, right? Coming together on basic truths. We don't we don't steal. We don't uh, cheat. We don't uh, commit violent attacks against each other. Yeah, you can make laws on that stuff. But there's lots of law. there's laws in Somalia. Do people follow them? The whole point is a civilization coming together and understanding basic truths. And if you can't pick this one, which is really freaking easy, look at the difference between Megan Fox and you know I don't know some fat guy that you're checking out at the mall. There's a big difference there, and everyone knows it. We have to get back to understanding basic truths. It's true. It does. So I want you to picture for a moment if supply chains broke down again. And I don't mean this time for your, like, electronics. I mean, like, your medication. What about antibiotics? And then you get sick with a very easily uh, treatable thing and you don't have any antibiotics. You can't get them uh, because they're made in China or India and we can't get any access to them. Well this could happen. It's happened with a lot of other things. It's even happening with some medicines right now. The Jace case from Jace Medical is a great way to protect yourself from this. It's a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like you know respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, a lot more. A lot of that stuff we don't even think of it as a problem anymore because antibiotics are there. They take care of it immediately. Well, if you don't have them, those things can get really, really nasty. Go to jacemedical.com. Uh, enter the code stew at checkout. Uh, the promo code is stew at jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. This is great for travel. It's great to prepare. The Jace case from Jace Medical.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saks.com.
1: I'm bring in Ricky Ratliff. She is, of course, uh, the executive producer of like 900 shows here. The only one she's not executive producer of is the radio show. That's my job. <laughs> Whatever. Ricky, thanks for going on.
2: Uh, thanks for having me. Be- <laughs> I'm here begrudgingly, but this is an important story.
1: Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, so let's get to the beginning of this because, like, you're not you're not out there like trying to sink conservative companies. Oh my gosh. That's not your gig.
2: No, like, Stu, when I was tipped off about this story and have we set up for the audience what's going on yet at this point in the pre-tape we have not no <laughs> okay set this is live course. yes this is very live a very live pre-tape um i was tipped off uh earlier this week about a program that fox news has in their hr company portal system and it's a fox giving app inside the company portal. So you have to use your credentials to log in. You can get access to your Slack, your Google Docs, other things that you need. Uh, probably your pay stubs are in there. And one of the apps is called Foxgiving. And Foxgiving. It, okay. Foxgiving. And it is an app that is actually, you know, set up by a third-party um, app somewhere in Canada. But they partner with them and they allow their employees to search their favorite charity. This sounds good so far, right? Search your favorite charity, make a donation to your favorite charity, and then Fox will generously match up to $1,000 annually. So, like, if you donate $1,000 to Samaritan's Purse, uh, Fox will do- match that for 1000 That's very generous. It's kind of a cool perk,
1: right? Like, you, you want to make a donation to some uh, organization you think is important. You get to double your impact. I mean, that's a kind of a cool work perk.
2: Right, but... The thing that actually horrified me is that they told me that they weren't just allowing um, donations or donation matches to Samaritan's Purse or Mercury One, which are in there and allowed. There are Mercury One's in there. Yes, Mercury One is in there. That's cool. It is eligible for donation matching. Mm -hmm. Um, So
1: at least until today. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. That may change at some point.
2: Uh, it's awkward. Okay, so, and this was really awkward. Okay, so let me get back to the to my point. Is yeah. like it got weird because they said they are allowing donations and donation matches to the Satanic Temple, which is uh, a charity. <laughs> I, I guess yes. I,
1: guess I do. Uh, no they do charity.
2: important work. If you go to their website, I'm not going to give you that address. Mm. But if you go to their website, y- you but, they do important work like You will collect- find what? them suggesting that they do really cool things like unbaptisms ah for kids and mm. erecting statues of um, Baphomet. Am I saying that right? I don't really know my Satanism okay. jargon right. that okay. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, "You have got to be kidding me! There is no way. I know everyone is saying that Fox is going woke, and it's a cool talking point, and it's an easy, low-hanging fruit, uh, you know, point to make whenever they do like pr- they promote trans."
1: Kids, yeah, they did a and big stuff. Pride Month uh, series with a bunch of their hosts. They've done a lot of this stuff recently. Right. They're obviously big of a part of a much bigger corporation, uh, which has a lot of liberals in it. Right? right. There's, I mean, this is no, there's no question about it. So
2: I'm tipped off to this by a former um, Fox News staffer, and I'm thinking they probably have some axe to grind or something. Right. So let me try to get some actual sources who are willing to speak to me, show me this for myself. I'm not just going to take their word for it. And i'm not going to even just take screenshots because screenshots can be manipulated Mm -hmm. Um, i needed a live video call that took me inside and actually let me see this for myself and um, i actually got a hold of three uh, fox news sources two current employees one former producer Um, and one of the sources did the video call with me and navigated me through the portal. I saw it with my own eyes. I could not believe it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is such an unforced error. I'm like, what are we doing yeah. here? And if we can actually pull that screenshot back up of uh, the sa- Satanic Temple 1, I believe, you it's not highlighted, but you can see find more causes in Salem, Massachusetts. A little on the nose, folks. <laughs> uh, and it's like search sa- about Satan. And satanic things. I'm almost going blind here, but like, what are we doing? This is in the Fox News portal? Like, what, guys? So I was like, okay, you've got to be kidding. And then I got curious. I'm like, okay, what other charities are in this portal that Fox will in theory donation match to. I can't confirm that they have matched donations to any of this and I wanna be very clear. I tried to get a statement from Fox News. I have not heard back. I tried to get a statement from um, a few others. Did not did not get anything back by our deadline. I still haven't heard. Um, checking my junk folder to make sure that I don't miss anything because I I wanna make sure I'm not missing this. So I did some more digging and I asked the source. I was like, can you show me if Planned Parenthood's in there? Because mm. I mean, there's no way, because of what the hosts say on air, the 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 core values of their audience, their loyal audience. Um, there's no way that they Planned Parenthood would be in there, and sure enough, Planned Parenthood was in there, and it's
1: eligible for a 100% donation match from Fox. And like, look, there's not a ton of people who give money to the Satanic Temple, I would imagine. It there helped. are a lot of people who give to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And I would I, I would imagine. We don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that Fox News Channel has matched donations to Planned Parenthood. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. When
2: I worked there, and this is something I should disclose, you and I were both employees there. I was not as high profile as Glenn by any means (laughs) or you. I was just a senior producer and on-air correspondent for John Stossel. Mm -hmm. Um, When I worked there, I don't recall people being super partisan. There were people who were definitely there for missional reasons. They were. Uh, they were not going to be welcome to work at MSNBC. In fact, I actually applied to work at Vice Magazine when I was in New York. And when I they saw Ezra Levant of Rebel News, um, formerly of Sun News, on my resume, they were like, yeah, peace. So um, I enjoyed my time working there. I did not see evidence of wokeism, what we call that today. And that yeah. term gets overused, I think. But I didn't see evidence of that. And everyone, like, it was it was a fun environment to work in, and we were still kind of the underdog. Yes, we were dominating in ratings, but there was still that underdog spirit. Right. So I was only there for three years, and um, I didn't see that. And I and, and in fact, this story like really kind of broke my heart because I know that there are hosts on the network that um, do uh, do feel beholden to their core audience and are uh, getting out what they believe to be the truth every night yeah. in the
1: face of... There's plenty of good people who work there. Right, right, right. But but, but, Stu, but, the, but the organization has changed, it seems.
2: The corporate structure has changed, and the sources were telling me, it's, you know, we don't want to destroy Fox. We're hoping that by showing you this, that Fox corporate will course correct, that they will remember the audience that they serve, and that they won't use the money probably received and... Cable subscription fees from your grandma, your grandpa, your mom, your dad, your aunt, your uncle who subscribe to Fox pay good money for their cable subscription. You are hoping that their fees are not going to pay for the donation matches to the Trevor Project, SPLC, Planned Parenthood and the Satanic Temple.
1: Yeah, You mentioned the SPLC, which is on the list as well for 100 percent matching. Of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center exists almost exclusively to call Fox News racist. Like, I don't know. Yes, yes, they'll call people who are associated with Fox News racist as well, like Moms for Liberty, for example. But, like, they are, I mean, they'll call them terrorists. I mean, how can you give donating money to an organization that basically calls you a terrorist organization? They're punching themselves in the face. With all of this,
2: and I don't understand it. Yeah. And like I said, this I feel like this is an unforced error. I've I've tried to keep my mentions turned off today. We are trending <laughs> on Twitter with this story. Yes. Um. And like I said, I did not. I hesitated to bring it, but because uh, I feel loyalty to those sources who like are young. Kids who like it was their dream to work at Fox sure. and like now they're just like what's going on here? The morale is in the tank um, uh, Especially after Tucker leaving and I felt a loyalty to them To help them get out the story because they can't do it through you know traditional means they are uh, there were three anonymous sources And normally we try to not be like the New York Times and use anonymous sources, but I did get three, they all corroborated it, they gave me good quotes, I verified their employment, and um, I felt a loyalty to them to tell a story that they can't tell because otherwise they'll be fired, probably. Yeah. And I also think that it's a good reminder for people that work in uh, non-traditional media, conservative media, people like Blaze, Daily Wire. Guys, we are growing by the day. Congratulations to Blaze for what we did last Friday and we're gonna continue to grow. But may we never forget how we started and who we serve. Our subscribers pay for my paycheck. I don't ever wanna forget that. I don't want us to ever get so big in our you know britches that we forget that we don't serve ourselves and our own intellect and our own ego. We are here to try to provide an alternative news and opinion and entertainment source to people who feel like they're getting ignored. I mean, some of the comments from the sources said something like, the people in the C-suite actually despise their audience. They are not uh, aligned at all. And so it's very manipulative to you know, promote and brand yourself as one thing. And then behind the scenes, you're allowing donation batches to the satanic temple. <gasps> like they, it just really, it really hurt their soul.
1: Yeah, And say it's satanic temple is, you know, look, a really bad organization. Obviously I, I, I'm sorry, spoiler alert. Um, but also like, it's somewhat of a joke to me. Like, it's like, all right, the satanic temple, like I think arguably you could say pra- at least pragmatically more offensive to that, is the fact that they're donating money to an organization that has is partially responsible for what nine million children not being born, mm-hmm. uh, not to mention uh, tons of other things that they're doing these days, uh, in Planned Parenthood, uh, really really offensive and like, you know. They know that if their audience was aware of this, this would be a disaster. But there's a lot of this stuff going on behind the scenes. We've seen stories from Matt Walsh had one a couple weeks ago about some DEI kind of craziness they had. Mm -hmm. You know, and I guess the pushback would be, look, it's a big company. They've got a parent company, Fox, which is an international company dealing with countries of all different standards. Mm -hmm. They have Fox Television here, which is not a conservative organization whatsoever with all the programming they put on. These uh, policies apply to all their employees. Mm -hmm. And look, you know, it's a it's a big organization. So a couple of bad charities got mixed in with the others. Yeah. You know, shouldn't we just shrug our shoulders and and and, you know, and say that it's not a big deal. Why is this a big deal?
2: That's a fair point. It's, but that's not what they purport to say that they believe in. So, you know, if you're comfortable coming, you know, under having this information, understanding they doing, they're doing this and potentially donating, like I said, I don't have confirmation that they matched the donations to these, um, questionable charities. However, they are eligible for it. It is a policy that is in that portal that I had a window into. And if as a viewer, um, you're you're comfortable living with that reality, you know, more power to you. But if you're not comfortable with that reality, there are places like yeah. Blaze Media that have not quite yet sold out. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do not answer to the ESG police. We do not answer to, you know, people on the stock exchange or. You know, folks like that, we answer to them. So I understand that Fox may be in an uncomfortable HR position. I do know that uh, the satanic temple doesn't like it when they're excluded from anything related to charitable charitable causes. They're very proud of their IRS status and they will sue your ass (laughs) off if you remove them from this portal and you leave, say, Mercury 1 in there. They're not going to be cool with that. So Fox is in a hard place right now. Best of luck to everyone.
1: Um, Let me bring one more piece of this. I know we're running a little late, but let me get one more piece of this. in. And this was not in the story initially. Initially, when you're looking at this, and and I think one of the reasons why my piece of uh, pushback here, uh, oh, it's just a typical big company and Mm -hmm. they just approved everybody, well, it seems like they did not approve Billy Graham and his charity.
2: Yeah, so if you're looking on the screen right now, if you search, like you're an employee at Fox and you're searching in this Fox Giving app, you're 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 gonna pull up Billy Graham Evangel Evangelistic Association. It's Friday folks, sorry, I can't get that out. But it says uh, on, as of Wednesday night, I saw that it said that it was an ineligible cause. It does not meet their program guidelines. So we can actually go to the full screen that shows what their program guidelines are.
1: As I said, uh, mindful of the types of donations or organizations that Fox will not match or provide volunteering rewards to donations to organizations that discriminate on the basis of personal characteristic or attribute, including but not limited to age, disability, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, gender identity characteristics or expression, blah, 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 the typical DEI crappies you hear from every liberal.
2: Right. So I can see why the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association would not meet eligibility according to their policy. Um, you don't
1: celebrate enough of the alphabet uh, correct. acronym. Correct.
2: That being said, um, as of last night, there was an update, and I think we have a full screen of this, that said an email was sent to the cause inviting them to register on Benevity's cause portal. Oh, now, that's great. now they're eligible for nomination. An email has been sent to them. We reached out to the Billy Graham Evangelistic. Don't make me say that. The Billy Graham Association. Right, sure. We're just going to cut to the chase there. Billy, Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, an email was sent yeah. to Bill and his folks, yeah, yeah, and we asked, like, when did you guys get this invite? Did this happen recently? Like, in the last 24 hours? Is someone at Fox IT poking around and seeing that one of their employees is digging around in this? And, you know, it was curious. I We reached out to Fox to find out, you know, what was going on with the Billy Graham thing. Like, we saw... That a few nights ago that they weren't eligible. Now they're eligible. What's up with that? Is, just, is this a glitch? I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's a glitch,
1: Stu. Mm.
2: And, That's um,
1: very generous of you because I, I, it doesn't seem like they necessarily deserve the benefit of the doubt
2: on this one, but okay. You know, I hope Bill and his cohorts right. at the charity get added to the system so yes. that they can counterbalance Some of the other uh, charitable donations and donation matches for things like our friends at the Satanic Temple.
1: Mm. All right. Well, the story is up at uh, at TheBlaze.com. You can check this out. It's one of the biggest trending stories on Twitter today. And Ricky Ratliff brought brought it to us. Uh, It's a fascinating story and and an odd window into the Fox News channel. Ricky, thanks so much. Thank you, Stu. One of the worst pieces of journalism uh, that I've seen in a long time, even for The New York Times, is, came out today. The headline is Nebraska teen who used pills to end pregnancy gets 90 days in jail. Now, every part of that headline is true. I'm serious. Nebraska, that's where she's from. Teen? Yeah, she's a teen. She, did she use pills? Yeah, she used pills. She used pills to what? End their pregnancy. That's true. Uh, and she gets 90 days in da- jail. That's true. That's all true. It gives you absolutely no sense of what the actual story is, though. Uh, this is one of those stories that they love. They love to pull on you here because if you say Nebraska teen who used pills to end pregnancy gets 90 days in jail, what is the impression that you get? Okay. The impression is so, you know, this Nebraska a red state banned abortion. This you know, this little uh, teenager decided she wanted to, uh, to get an abortion. She couldn't get out of state to get one. She decided to take uh, pills, uh, got the abortion, and then they put her in jail for having an abortion, right? That's the impression you're supposed to have from that story. But None of that is actually true. First of all, this story occurred before Roe versus Wade was overturned. So it happened in April of 2022. Of course, as we know from the mugs and the t-shirts, 22 was the date of the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, previous to Roe v. Wade, like m- m- most states, had some restrictions on abortion. Usually, that was around 20 weeks. In Nebraska, it was 20 weeks. There were some that were 24 weeks. Uh, you know, you see some. There, of course, are states like, you know, California, New York, where, like, I don't know, 10 seconds before birth, you could still do it. But generally speaking, there's some, uh, uh, you know, Roe versus Wade allowed for all sorts of restrictions just only later in the pregnancy. So this story is important because this didn't happen at 20 weeks or 24 weeks. This happened at 30 weeks. Now, there are very few states that are going to let you do this at 30 weeks of pregnancy. Now, of course, in addition to that, they went back and got her Facebook messages between herself and her mom uh, where they were discussing having the abortion and then burning the body. Now, that's not exact. Why wouldn't burning the body be in the headline? Right. Well, it turns out that actually she wound up getting the pills. Uh, she wound up taking the pills having an abortion at 30 weeks, which was already illegal. Then she had that when they had the baby, they disposed of the body. They hid the death completely and they got snagged in that. In fact, she wasn't even charged with having an illegal abortion. She was just charged with getting rid of the body inappropriately. And she's going to spend 90 days in jail for that, which to me, honestly, doesn't sound like that big of a deal. Um, you know, 30, a 30, a 30 week pregnancy uh, abortion is hideous. And by almost anyone's account, even the overwhelming majority of liberals, and when you poll them, say they don't want abortions at 30 uh, weeks of pregnancy. Yet the New York Times still sticks this in the middle of the article. This case is really sad because people resort to things like this when they're really desperate, said Professor Donnelly, an associate professor at the University of Pittsburgh Law School who doesn't know anything about this story whatsoever. And the thing that makes people really desperate is abortion bans. It's incomprehensible that The New York Times even exists as a media organization when they do crap like this. And they do it so often. This is a particularly horrible example. But this is justice is what it is. And, you know, if you're going to abort a kid at 30 weeks and then think about burning the body and dispose of it on your own and break multiple laws, this is going to happen to you, not just in Nebraska, but in states all across the country. Huge weekend for movies this weekend. Barbie and Oppenheimer both coming out. Uh, Barbie looks absolutely horrible, I think. I I honestly toyed with just doing an entire. You know, segment of just reading the terrible reviews of Barbie because they're really funny, uh, but I decided not to. Um, uh, Oppenheimer, of course, is coming out as well. Now, this is a three hour movie. I, I mean, Barbie's going to make much more money this weekend. There's no doubt about that. Oppenheimer, a three hour movie. I will say it's really hard to get into, uh, at least around here. I, I assume this is the case around the country. Um, it's Christopher Nolan, of course. Um, but there are, I don't know, something like 30 movie theaters in the world that had this high-end 70 millimeter you know with all the crazy sound and everything one of them's here in Dallas I, I looked at trying to go there to see it uh, no uh, the answer unless I wanted to sit in the very front row in the corner uh, the answer to that one was no there's no availability so I got a prime time slot at another theater with a big screen at 9 15 a.m. tomorrow. So uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Perfect time to go see a movie. But I've been wanting to see this for months. I'm kind of of a nerd on the the atomic bomb stuff. I think it's really interesting, and I think it's a fascinating part of history. You know, I've heard some really good things about Oppenheimer. I've heard a couple things that maybe make it sound like it's not quite as good as everyone's uh, hoping it's going to be. Uh, I will find out uh, tomorrow, and we'll see. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Three-hour movies, though. Do we need it, really? Is anyone's life important enough for 180 minutes? I, you know, I feel like at this point we're all reading like 40 you know, character tweets. I feel like, I don't know, maybe movies should be getting shorter, not longer, but that, maybe that's just me. I don't know. We now have like series that are 12 episodes of an hour. It's like a 12-hour movie. They, people are just getting more and more long-winded. Let's trim it down a little bit. Just trim it down a little bit. I don't know. That's just me. Alright, well, I'll let you know about it. I'm on vacation next week, but when we get back, maybe we'll do a little Oppenheimer talk. Back in a second. <laughs> Mentioned I'm going to be on vacation next week, and I can promise you I will be following the news very closely or not at all, one of the two. Uh, But when I get back, we're like in full election mode. So get ready for it, relax a little bit, and we will see you in a week.